0: Everybody, welcome to the Are You Kidding Me show. We're back here once again in Studio 84. Uh, today, we're uh, going to do things a little bit differently because our brother Dave is out on assignment. But tonight, we're going to be talking with uh, Ben, uh, our executive producer. And in the studio, we've got Devin Dundee on the uh, on the ones and twos. So, to, uh, Ben, why don't you give everybody a shout out? Say hello. Hello. And then, of course, uh, Devin, say hi if you can. Hey, hey. There you go. All right, so tonight we're going to be taking a, a trip back down memory lane for some, and and Ben, uh, you and I are, are are fans of film, and and one of the things that we both are are purists, I think.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with that.
0: Right. So whenever we hear the term remake, it makes my blood curdle a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: <laughs> I, I get scared. I want to crawl under my pillow. And <laughs> but I think I
0: th- I think in our research we've discovered that there are both. Some remakes that they did pretty good on. And then, of course, there's a larger list of those that they failed pretty miserably at. Uh, Of course, we're going to discuss those. We're going to discuss the ones that we would like to see if they did decide to make a remake. And then, of course, the ones that they should just leave alone. Don't touch them or we will get angry. And you wouldn't like us when we're angry. So let's kick it right off. Okay, so Ben, um, remakes. So what they do is they take a, a concept. They either retitle it completely uh, and give it a different title uh, all together. Uh, you typically see that in foreign films that they bring to U.S. Uh, production. Uh, and then, of course, there's the out-and-out, shot-for-shot remake, uh, like one of the ones from my list, so I, w- yeah, I won't give yeah, it away. I but, know which you're talking but about. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't you go ahead? Why don't you start us off with your first uh, uh, remake?
1: I have uh, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven, so, okay. Which was a remake of... Uh, Oceans Eleven, Oceans Eleven, yeah.
0: Actually, I, and and I think in my research, Oceans Eleven, the uh, remake with Sam, uh, I think it was Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin. Yeah, it was the Rat Pack think, or, right. part or part of
1: him? Uh,
0: yeah, right. Was actually a remake of, of a foreign film at one time. I thought, um, and Devin's bringing up some some statistics for us, uh, but it's my understanding that it was a remake of a foreign film. Um, so in nineteen, uh, the um, The 2001 film is the remake you're referring to, which is the remake of the 1960 Rat Pack film. Right,
1: yes. Uh, Let's see. Steven Soderbergh. Right. And uh, had George Clooney. Awesome cast. George Clooney, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, uh, Sean Conn. I could go on. No, Matt Damon. Yeah, I mean, it
0: it had a who's who of of movies, particularly in that, that time frame of 2001. But it also uh, Soderbergh, I think, had the right style for that film. Yeah, um, because he stayed true to the elements of the Rat Pack, if you will. Right, and and created the camaraderie between Clooney and and Pitt, and and really told the story. Um, kept you hanging on your, the edge of your seat too.
1: Yeah, it was. A, it had a. It had some cliffhangers in there. Some, uh, you know, you didn't know how things were going to turn out. It just had really a cool, sort of a real cool vibe to it, and. Uh, uh, an exciting vibe, the the palette that they used uh, as far as the colors and everything. Um, I really enjoyed it. In this case, Ocean's Eleven is a movie, I watched it in reverse order. I watched the remake first, and then I went back and watched uh, the uh, Rat Pack version. So,
0: Okay, and again, uh, um, best remakes. Do you feel the remake w- – did you enjoy the remake more than you did the original, or – do you have an equal appreciation of both?
1: Um, I have an appreciation for the original. There's some good scenes there. Uh, you know, getting to watch Frank Sinatra work, I mean, he. I thought he did a good job in that movie, but uh, the new one, uh, I just... The witty banter and the stuff that they say to each other, you know, uh, I just thought it was a superior movie. The original Ocean's Eleven was uh, kind of a boring, boring movie to me, so...
0: Well, and again, uh, in the 60s, they didn't have the opportunity for some of the effects that would bring you into the heist and and things like that, uh, as well as the technique of filmmaking back then, editing and and all that.
1: Um, And then uh, Peter Lawford just really wasn't that entertaining. No, no, no. (laughs) You know, there's one scene that comes to mind in Ocean's Eleven is uh, George Clooney's uh, character, Danny Ocean, the kind of leader of the gang. Right. uh, He's uh, getting out of jail, and Brad Pitt's there waiting for him. And Brad Pitt says, "I hope you were the groom." And uh, (laughs) Brad Pitt or uh, George Clooney turns to him and says, uh, "Ted Nugent called. He wants his shirt back." Right, right. You know, those were just kind of some of the fun moments in that movie.
0: And Soderbergh, as a filmmaker, had previously only done Aaron Brockovich, or uh, uh, there was another George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez movie. I'm trying to remember. Yes, (laughs) yes, and so his style lent itself to that 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 genre um very very well um even with the if you look at the logo for the movie right just that 11 with the 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 feet of the the actors
1: yeah Um, and then uh, andy garcia was in that as the the villain kind of
0: right right the one they got over on great choice oceans 11 um now, did you watch it originally in the theater, or were you, were you a
1: DVD? I actually went to the theater and watched okay. this, and uh, it was very, very good experience. Uh, I really enjoyed it in the theater. Uh, I, I own the movie. I've watched it, you know, probably every year. It seems. <laughs> uh, I, it's just, uh, I really <coughs> like it.
0: Now, back in the 60s, when the original came out, they weren't big into doing sequels. And right. so, uh, Ocean's Eleven the remake has sparked a number of sequels.
1: Yes, uh Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13 and then uh, now there's an uh, they're doing a remake, I think. It, I want to say it's Ocean's 8 or something like that. I did it's going to be an all female cast, so man. I did
0: hear about a remake um and again,
1: or maybe a reboot, I don't know. Right, right, right,
0: right. <laughs> um that's where I think that's where our we'll give it a shot a fair shake, but at the end of the day, that's where sometimes you know, they they try to remake these things because it was a known entity, made money. Right. But instead of being original and creative and, and bringing out a brand new movie, they just take it and, and change the genre, if you will, by adding all females. And not that there's anything wrong with having an all-female cast, but that's where Hollywood tends to trip itself up. They'll get an initial box, off, box office uh, offering and then longevity-wise, I mean, to your point, you watch Ocean's Eleven probably once a year, <clears throat> plus the sequels, right? That, yeah, yeah. That, that it spawned the sequels anyway, not necessarily that you watch the sequels. <laughs> but at least, uh, you know, they're, when they go out and they try to make these third-generation remakes of a film, it, it tends to lose the draw. Um, right. And they usually tend to rush it yeah, to yeah. box office too, so... Good choice, man. I'm, I'm loving that one. Um, for me, uh, my my pick had to be um, a film that initially I didn't see the original as a, as a child uh, or as a young man, um, and it's not really my genre. I got to be honest with you, I'm not a big westerns guy. Okay, I think but, I know where you're going. Right, but Magnificent Seven, 2016. Um, oh yeah, I mean, man. to me, yeah. um just as a standalone, not even thinking of it as a remake, right? Just a good film. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a really entertaining action based uh, western. And again, I'm not like I said, I'm not a huge western fan. I enjoyed True Grit because it's True Grit. Um, enjoyed Tombstone and 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 uh, even Young Guns was my right one of my favorite films. But uh, Magnificent Seven really uh, engaged me because. The stories, story was good. The acting was terrific in it. Um, I felt the writing was pretty good. And then, uh, I mean, a cast of really good character actors. Um, you know, Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt. Right. Um, even Ethan Hawke, who I'm not a huge Ethan Hawke right. guy, but I really enjoyed him. Um,
1: Teaming up with his uh, training day director in uh, Magnificent Seven.
0: Right. And then also uh, his co-star.
1: Yes, Denzel. Yeah. Right,
0: right, and then uh, uh, Byung-Hun Lee.
1: Yeah, I thought he was excellent. He was he great was, in that. <laughs> he was a uh, very exciting.
0: Uh, and uh, Peter Sarsgaard, who played the 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 bad guy. Yeah, he was bad. I oh, mean, he was. I know
1: that uh, that opening <laughs> scene where you first meet him was pretty tense. Uh, right.
0: Right. Um, a great film based on the. Um, uh, it was a remake actually uh excuse me of uh, trying to find the data i'm sorry guys uh of the original film um which was 1960 1960 right with uh, uh
1: james coburn james uh, coburn brenner y-
0: right yule brenner
1: steve mcqueen and charles <laughs> bronson right yeah
0: and actually, that both of those films were originally based on the Seven Samurai, right? Right. Um, which was an Akira Kurosawa movie, which is infamous, and was actually referenced in the Bodyguard, yeah. Um, which was another remake. But anyway, um, uh, Seven Samurai is a great Japanese samurai flick. I mean, if you if you like uh, uh, samurai movies, that is the one to watch, especially if you appreciate those. But um, the movie itself was filmed in baton rouge louisiana all on location um and I, I just it was one where i i rented it and went man that was awesome uh and actually now they're streaming it and i, I just i'll watch it every couple of days di- a couple of weeks it's just one of those great movies um did, now you you obviously saw it. Did you see it in the theaters, or did, did yeah? I saw it,
1: that in the theater too. So man, uh, I mean, I think that movie might have the record for most ammunition spent in a western. <laughs> I mean, there, there was a lot of. Uh, was, I mean, there was everything: uh, explosions, knives. I mean, it was arrows. I mean, it was awesome. Right,
0: and then of course, uh, the defying the the movie logic. Uh, you know. Denzel's the, the good guy, if you will. Yeah, and he but he doesn't wear white. No, he dresses in black. Dresses all in black.
1: Uh, he goes out into territory to uh, you know, which is our history here in Arkansas is rich in that you know, exactly going out into the you know, lawless territory to uh, serve warrants and uh, bring people back to justice. And, but what was
0: interesting to me was the cast of characters. Yeah, there wasn't any of them that were like necessarily a good guy. No. no. Um, they were they were they were, uh, guess recruited for their willingness to uh, exact revenge, yeah. if you will, um, and their ability to to uh, do so swiftly and, and justly. But yeah. Chris Pratt's character, oh man, I mean, he just he was a a, a rascal, a, yeah. a, you know, card playing, uh, you know, just a, a cheater.
1: Yeah, world's greatest lover. Uh, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Self-confessed.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, but his last scene where he eventually oh, uh, yeah. uh, took out some guys, that was pretty cool um, and and very comical. I mean, that was the other thing. This movie had some very good comedic moments Right. Um, for what was essentially a action uh, drama.
1: Yeah, and I was really surprised. You know, we talked about the different characters. They actually spent a little bit of time uh, – fleshing those characters out as best as they could. And right. And that limited them in a, amount of time. But I thought they did an excellent job of that, giving them kind of a background. Uh,
0: exactly. Exactly. So then, Dave, what What other uh, – uh,
1: I'm Ben. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh,
0: and, <laughs> you know, it, it's just so uh, – He's such a presence in the podcast. Yeah, I always feel him, you know. Good like, or bad. Yeah. I, well, you know, obviously we can talk about that off so, the air. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel like he's insulting me now. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Do you have any – what's your second choice for uh, best remakes, Ben?
1: Man, I'm going to go for another Western, and you already mentioned it, uh, True Grit. Really? So, okay. Um, I grew up watching the John Wayne one, and – uh enjoyed it as a kid I never thought it was you know he got uh, one Academy Award for his portrayal as uh, rooster Cogburn right but I never I never thought that that was uh, his best acting job per se but I thought they were finally re- reward him for some uh, good work that he'd done like in the searchers and right uh, but uh True Grit, you know, the John Wayne one, uh, you know, one one thing, I mean, he's going out into uh, Oklahoma territory, and there's these uh, snow-capped, you know, mountaintops. Right, you know? right. Uh, just things like that. It was clearly made uh, for John Wayne. I mean, it had all of John Wayne's, you know, mannerisms built in, and uh, it was a good movie. I still enjoy it, but when I went, so when I went to watch the remake, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting a lot um uh, you know cuz I had g- grown up on the John Wayne and a uh, big fan of John Wayne but uh man Jeff Bridges uh, it's really a uh, knocked it out of the park I mean he he was Rooster Cogburn to me I mean right right and then uh Matt Damon uh I think is it LeBeef LeBeef right yeah. so
0: the interesting story about the original uh Elvis Presley was originally uh wanted to play laboof and, and and thankfully it didn't go work out that way yeah um and then of course uh it went to glenn campbell if i'm not mistaken yes yeah right and then um it was shot all, all on location in colorado is that right i believe so and then the remake was shot also in colorado is that right um if i'm not mistaken Cause that, it also, uh, interestingly enough, neither movie was made in Fort Smith, Arkansas <laughs> no. or Oklahoma, but, no. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt Damon is LaBouffe. I think, I think they just had stronger actor in that, that film.
1: Yeah. Uh, Josh Berlin was in it and then it was directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen,
0: The Cohen brothers, of yeah. course, uh, world famous for their, their films uh, s- interesting, uh, s- uh, six degrees of separation story for the podcast. I actually started working, um, with a good friend of the show, uh, Grace Andrews, okay. who appeared on the Disney episode, um, of the podcast. She auditioned to play Maddie. Right. Um, and actually got call callback. Okay. Uh, but eventually she lost to, uh, the young lady who wound up getting the, uh, Haley Stein. Right. The, uh, and yeah.
1: I—that's what I—you know—I didn't mention her right off the bat, which I should have. She was—I uh, thought she was Maddie. I mean, she absolute
0: newcomer. She actually—she's actually that right age, right? Because uh, again, in the original Kim, Kim—I'm uh, going to forget her last name anyway. Kim Dawson or something like that. Um, Kim, Darby, Kim Darby, yeah. Right. She played the original Maddie, but she was like twenty-six or yes. seven at yeah. the time. And, again, they cut her hair short so right. she looked younger. And she was a younger-looking woman. But, um, you know, um, Haley Stanf- Steinfield, I mean, just absolutely encompassed the role, was was really good. And, um, to your point, she looked the part um, uh, in terms of her age um, and did a, a fantastic job. Uh, and that's saying a lot going up against Jeff Bridges and yeah. Matt Damon Dan and Shell Josh Rowe. Brolin. I mean, yeah. um, she really had some competition and even some of the, some of the smaller characters, if you will. Um, there were some notable actors in those parts. I mean, um, J uh, Simmons was, was a voice in it. James Brolin was there as Frank James. I mean, yeah. um, there were some really good actors in this, in this film. And, uh, uh, I was very impressed by it as a remake. It w- it was good. Um and actually I prefer this to the original. Yeah, I, I nothing against it. John Wayne. No. Um I just I like this one better. Right. Um now I did see it with a purist uh in the movie theater when it came out and he didn't like the ending. Okay. Um you know uh he thought the ending with the John Grain uh, John, uh, John Wayne one was more true to uh, what he he knew the story to be because again it's based on a book, right? So, um, great great movie, great western, um, really really good western, um, and did pretty well at the box office. I think you know I mean uh, yeah, overall. especially for a western, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all time United States box office ranking one sixty eight. Okay. that's not bad. No, nah. um, you know, especially on a budget of thirty eight million dollars. Yeah. So, um. Hopefully, I can work on a film with that much budget one day. So, certainly, this podcast is getting close. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, for my second choice, I'm going to go a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to go with tortilla soup. Um, and you're going to go what? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a little known indie film that I found. Uh through DVD, probably walking the, the, the aisles at Blockbuster. May they rest in peace. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a re- uh, movie directed by Maria Rapoli. Uh, Rapol, excuse me. Um, and it, it w- was uh, shot by Starz Encore Entertainment. But Hector Elizondo um, was the father uh, a Mexican-American chef. Uh, he shares his home in Los Angeles with his three adult daughters. Elizabeth, the late Elizabeth Pena, was uh, one of the daughters. Uh, Jacqueline Obrador's, uh was one, the second daughter, and a young Tamara Mello. And again, I didn't know her at all when I, when I first saw the film. Uh, had Constance Marie, who used to be the wife on George Lopez show, Right. also played the mom in the Selena movie, and Raquel Welch. Wow, um, yeah. yeah, who actually played someone of Hispanic descent? The 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 the, the, the recently revealed information that Raquel Welch is actually Hispanic. Okay. Uh, You know, uh, she fully played Hispanic, desperate, uh, older woman uh, uh, who pines after uh, Hector Elizondo uh, very, very uh, untactfully. (laughs) And actually, um, uh, Paul Rodriguez had a bit part in this as well. Hmm. Um, uh, Again, I'm, I'm trying to recall... It was, uh, let's see, uh, it was a remake of, I'm trying to remember the film that, that it was a remake of. It was a foreign film, so I apologize. Uh, it, but um, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, okay, from 1994. Um, but in the film, Hector Elizondo is a, a widower, um, and he's raising his three adult daughters, um, and he's sort of a little bit in the Latino tradition, you know, controlling of them a little bit. Um, and he's cooking up these amazing dishes using natural ingredients, but he ha- he's lost his sense of taste. Oh, that's things. Right, right, right. And so um, his children, his one, the one daughter is a teacher, and she's very, very uh, uptight Catholic. And the youngest daughter, Tam- Tamara Mello's character, she's a free spirit. And then the middle daughter uh, is Jacqueline Obrador's, and she is a high um, – Profile uh, lawyer, for, uh, you know, doing takeovers, but she, in in secret, she's got the 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 cooking bug, if you will. Anyway, it's great film on sisterhood, family, um, as well as uh, the passion of the Latin American cuisine. It, it just it just is a great film, and it's one of my my uh, films that I binge whenever it comes on. You know, uh.
1: I noticed that uh, Bill uh, Conte did the yep. music. And, and, uh, I mean, he's famous for the Karate Kid and, uh, uh, Rocky and. Right, right.
0: Yeah, no, his music was, uh, was because, uh, the youngest daughter character, uh, actually winds up meeting and falling in love with a guy from Brazil. It's got a very Calypso feel to it, as well as, um, you know, the Mexican rhythms and a little bit of the Bossa Novas. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was a very good score. Um, and like I said, um again for me all latino cast it just you know it's one of those stories that i could resonate with so it was kind of cool but um uh, again ang lee had uh worked on the script as well as uh Hugh ling wang um because of the whole eat drink man woman uh tie-in to the to the film so but that's my my number two um do you got a third
1: i do uh I struggle with this being a remake. Uh, Maybe it's a reboot. Um, There was a... uh, It's Casino Royale, James Bond movie. Wow. Um, There was a... uh, If I'm not mistaken, there was a Casino Royale film starring uh, David Niven back in the day, but it was not... um, A Bond. It was not... It was Ian Fleming, but it was not considered a Bond movie. Okay. It was not considered one of the original Bond movies. But... uh, that was more of a comedy,
0: the 67 uh, David Niven yes, version. Yes, right. yes. David Niven, a <clears throat> classic uh, comedic actor from uh, the 60s, uh, British hysterically funny uh, actor. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, that was more of a comedy. Right. And therefore couldn't be a Bond, uh, right. you know, uh, franchise.
1: But uh, as you know, the I, I put it in here because the Bond character, Jason, or uh, – I said Jason, Jason Bourne. I wanted to say Jason Bourne, but uh, anyway. James Bourne's James Bond. cousin. Yeah. Uh, constantly rebooting that series, uh, you know, with New Bonds. Uh, obviously, everybody has a reverence for Sean Connery and uh, really his take on it. A lot of people. Have I like I Connery.
0: Know. I mean, I grew up with uh, yeah. Roger Moore. Yeah. Um, for me, though, Pierce Brosnan.
1: I liked the first one. I liked Goldeneye. And then after that, I quit, quit watching him. I didn't like him as much. So. Who Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, I you, just didn't like the storyline. You didn't like though. Timothy Dalton, though, did you? No, I'm never okay. a fan of Timothy right, right, Dalton. Right. So I think
0: you're, I think I agree with you on in terms of the writing. Not to get off of the Casino Royale, but I think the writing went downhill for Pierce Brosnan, and that wasn't fair to him. Yeah, so I, I thought
1: he was, he was excellent. Great yeah, he was great. Uh, I I just I really wasn't a big James Bond fan until Casino Royale came out. I mean, I really wasn't a, I would you know I would catch one every now and then, but. Really wouldn't sit down and watch watch it. Uh, Daniel, Craig, I remember when Daniel Craig was cast. Everybody was like, "What? You know, not this guy. Right. He's you know, uh, blonde. <laughs> you know, right, right, like, right." Uh, they just had all these complaints against him, uh, but he played a very gritty. Uh,
0: the tone of the movies took a definitely yeah, different feel. Definitely kind of a darker. Right. Movie, right. Um, they were somewhat campy a little bit. Yeah. Uh, particularly with the Roger Moore era. Right. Um, I felt like, um, his interaction between money, Penny and M and, or Q just really just was a lot of play. And yeah. it's, I mean, and again, that, that can be okay. But again, believing that Roger Moore could still out, out, uh, Fox, you know, uh, was the guy with the teeth jaws. Yeah. I mean, come on. I yeah. mean, really? Um, but now Daniel Craig, who's a far more, uh, you to, works out, you know, he's, he's more built. Right. Um, is, is more of a and there was more death in the, in the Daniel Craig era bonds. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, which was and fine. The, it's yeah. I really movie.
1: liked the villains. I thought the villains were a little bit more fleshed out, especially in the, you know, the first one, Casino Royale, and then uh, Skyfall. I thought uh, the villain in that was really good. But uh.
0: well, I think Casino Royale again. It's been a while since I watched it, but didn't rely on the formula of Bond, which was chasing, bikini woman get falls into bed with him. Yeah, another chase scene. Yeah, and she di- or b- back up, she dies. Another chase scene. Yeah, right. So um, this one relied more on story and action than it did necessarily the sex angle right uh, and
1: bond in this one i mean he's he's definitely can handle himself i mean as far as uh you know self-defense and combat skills but he's also vulnerable i mean i mean he gets beat up i mean he gets uh you know he's beaten, right. uh, a
0: spy who doesn't get hit yeah isn't really a spy i mean come on right i mean so, i get hit well that doesn't make me a
1: spy either no. never mind <laughs> But, yeah, uh, Casino Royale. Um.
0: Well, maybe maybe like an Austin Powers. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've got the crooked teeth. But, anyway.
1: <laughs> and the chest hair, from what I've heard. So.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so we're moving on now. <laughs> so, okay. Do you have a third one? I do have a third one. Um, and it doesn't have anything to do with chest hair. You got me a little choked up on that one. Sorry. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, my third one's going to be True Lies. Uh, True Lies, the 1994 action film with Schwarzenegger. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. We may have talked about this film a little bit more in our our Arnold episode, Um, but it's based on uh, La La Totai. I'm not going to pronounce that right, so don't even bother. Um, But anyway, um, it's a James Cameron uh, remake. Um, The screenplay and story were by James Cameron, directed by James Cameron. Um, I mean – cast of characters, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, Tia Carrere, Bill Paxton, Eliza Dushku. And Bill Paxton in this film oh, man. makes He's, this film yeah, in my mind. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a it's a spy film. And Charlton Helston Heston was even Oh
1: yeah, he was funny. And right. Tom Arnold is actually funny in this movie. So
0: that's the thing about this film. Yeah. Um this film is not as good if Tom Arnold's not in it. Right. Um it is a comedy posing as a spy thriller yeah you know what i mean i i honestly believe that tom arnold and bill paxton made this movie what it was oh yeah definitely similar to you know you don't have a ghost and nobody cares about the movie ghost if you don't have Whoopi, right um because it's just two very good looking people that are in invo- you know uh that have a tragedy who cares yeah you know this? Who can relate to that? Nobody. <laughs> so, nobody. Nobody I mean, on this show, right? I mean, so. I don't even have a spinning wheel with clay, <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. know, anywhere. But anyway, <laughs> this film, um, I mean, it, 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 the action sequences were top notch. Uh, when they were driving across the bridge to the Key West, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, and then of course, uh, him trying to fly the plane, right? That was hysterical. I mean just good stuff the horse on the rooftop
1: and him yelling
0: at the horse yeah you chicken (laughs) yeah yeah classic uh schwarzenegger um just a great um uh i guess guilty pleasure if you will i mean it's not going to be um it's not going to be an oscar award-winning film it's not even gonna be afi's top 100 film of anything but man, just a good movie, and and it actually brought about a resurgence for Jamie Lee Curtis's career. Oh, yeah. I mean, she uh, came out in this movie looking better than she's ha- <laughs> yeah. excuse me better than she has for a while, and really had some comedic chops. I mean, prior to that, the last comedy she was in, I think, was Freaky Friday. Right. The re- by the way, another remake. Another remake. Right. So, um, really good film. Um,
1: yeah. Her interaction with Bill Paxton, and then Bill Paxton's interaction with Arnold. You know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. When he was driving him around in the car. Know, yeah. Oh, some good stuff. And Imagining then p- killing him. You know. When they did the pretend uh, uh, raid on his on his trailer. Oh, that was that, that was classic. hysterical. Yeah, right. Was... Right. <laughs> um, so for me, True Lies. It's probably one of my top three remakes, um, because again, I, I don't—I think they didn't take it too seriously. They didn't st- stick with the original concept. So, did we cover three of yours? Yes. All right. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to the worst reboots, and again, this list was a little bit harder to pare down to, to a top <laughs> three. Let me tell you, because there are some really bad ones out there. Yeah. Um, and if you're considering doing a remake really stop and rethink your life okay um, because remakes can really really bomb badly um, so I'll let you kick off the, the 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 best of the worst
1: I'm afraid of saying this one because I'm afraid I'm taking it off your list because so. uh, you kind I of i got, of got, got of a pretty long list it, you kind of alluded to it Go earlier ahead. so I'm gonna say I'm a big fan of Alfred Hitchcock so I'm not a fan of uh, Gus Van Sant's 1998 Almost complete shot by shot remake of a uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho game genre defying classic. There, so.
0: so again, Alfred Hitchcock and 19- and in
1: color. So yeah,
0: Alfred Hitchcock in nineteen sixty created Psycho with Anthony Perkins, gently one of the all time greatest uh, thriller movies. Again, you can't call Alfred Hitchcock a, a horror movie director. Um, he was the the master. Right. At thrillers. And, again, um, Anthony never,
1: Perkins uh, oh, played that part uh, to perfection. Right.
0: Um, the key to Alfred Hitchcock was you never once saw gore. No. Uh, everything was implied. Mm-hmm. You never once saw a knife strike an individual. No. But you think. Oh, yeah. And Janet Lee actually interviewed uh, later in life in the 70s and 80s said she, for years, still could not – shower with the curtain closed but yeah uh, that, and that's 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 a testament
1: and I think that's what's so great about you know his movies you know is he implied so much uh, you feel that uh, you feel that when you're watching that I showed someone recently this movie uh, and they were kind of not wanting to watch it but uh, and they it, it got them they, the remake this, or the classic the classic and right? Uh, they said wow that was couldn't believe how good it was and uh even for being 1960 right they said uh that was an amazing movie so i and i've read stories of people having to leave the theater back then for that time period you know right
0: uh so the remake was with vince vaughn as norman bates yeah and ann as marion crane the janet lee character right um
1: they weren't bad it's just that it was almost i mean like i said it was a it was, I guess, a technical achievement that they were able to pull off some of the same shots, but I mean, that didn't offer anything new to the story. Uh, well, there's one scene that was <laughs> different and, <laughs> and unnecessary, and I'm not going to mention that. Right, well. right, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just nothing new is explored. Uh, it was pretty much an empty experience for me. I mean, I, I already have the original, and I, I don't need a color shot by shot remake. So,
0: so I guess, I so I guess the question lies in. Was it more a matter of they didn't bother to try to to recreate something, or was it the, that the classic was the classic and it didn't need to be touched?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm putting it in the worst remakes. Um, I'm sure there's others that are done badly, but, I mean, yeah, the classic was just so good, you didn't need to touch it. And then if you're going to remake it, do something different. I mean, do, you know, explore, uh, you know, the characters, uh, you know, flesh out their characters more, maybe, you know. Uh, Right. Marion Crane, you know, maybe she has even more uh, experience of being a dishonest person or, you know, was this her first experience? I don't know, but, you know, or...
0: What drove her to embezzle the money, right, right, right. Norman
1: Bates, you know, Uh, just something different. I mean, like, give us something new. So I just... I, I hated it. So
0: obviously, um, yeah, yeah, and for me,
1: still upset about it. So
0: that would be one in my mind where you could take that and say and put it in the leave them alone yeah. category yeah. because.
1: And I would have it if they hadn't, lo- but they didn't leave it alone. Right, so. <laughs> right, right, right. So
0: again, a classic that probably didn't need to be touched. Right, because yeah. so good the first time. Um, they knocked it out of the park.
1: And, you know, I, I guess it, maybe it doesn't belong in the worst remakes as far as performances, because I don't think anybody did a bad job. They just didn't outperform the original, the original cast, right. in my opinion. So,
0: See, I went a little bit of a different route. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because um, I just took one of my, my, I guess, guilty pleasures. Okay. And they remade it. I watched the remake with an open, uh, open mind. Uh, obviously, they couldn't. Based on the the political uh, uh, landscape, they couldn't remake the original. Um, they had to ch- alter it slightly to change the enemy, if you will. But my my uh, remake or wor- worse remake is Red Dawn. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just probably because I love the eighty four original so right. much um, that, that that maybe I, I there was no way I was going to be able to give them a a, a good shot at at i mean it wasn't a terrible movie i mean it's hard to mess that up it's an it's an action movie um y- you know chris chris hemsworth had josh peck i'm sorry i still struggle to see that kid not be drake and josh um it, you know even i don't care how much weight he loses he's still that goofball um and a, a, he's a fairly successful goofball i, I don't want to you know, totally diss the guy, because maybe he wants to be on our show one day and defend himself. Um, but I just felt like the original, with, with the concept of the uh, Cubans and the Russians invading the United States um, at that time, was pretty believable, as well as in that time frame. That movie, well, along with Rocky Four, uh, really united the country with a, a USA. Uh, is the best sort of feeling, and this was sort of released at a time when we weren't looking for that, right? Um, but the storyline, you know, still is the same. But this time it's North Korean invaders. Um, unfortunately, now that might actually be true. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> I think this movie was also like shelved for a while. I mean, like they finished it. I want to say they finished it. it re- released in 2012, but right? It was so supposed to release in. Uh, originally scheduled to release for
0: 2010, 2010 but MGM got into some financial troubles and they yeah. couldn't they couldn't do that's it that's
1: what they said I think they realized this movie was horrible and <laughs> <laughs> decided to put it on the shelf for right a right years, so
0: <laughs> um but for me you know the original with Patrick Swayze oh, yeah, I mean, uh, Leia Thompson you know uh Charlie Sheen back when he was still you know somewhat presentable um Uh, Harry Dean Stanton as the dad, Avenge Me Boys. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, just a great film. Uh, Powers Booth, the late Powers Booth. Thomas Howe. Right, right. I mean, he went nuts. I mean, yeah. uh, Which is kind of an interesting uh, evolution of his character. Uh, Again, for a film that I I guarantee you wasn't thought to be a uh, powerful film. I don't think they expected the original to do as well as it did. No, and then to have a sequel made out of it. I mean, my goodness. I mean, but uh, Red Dawn, Wolverines. I mean, uh, that. I mean, that. That's still a great uh, film. And again, when it comes on TBS or TNT, you know, you got to flip, flip first. You got to make sure which one it is, and then you got to watch it. So. <laughs> How about you?
1: What's what's your uh, second worst? Uh, I have 2011 Conan the Barbarian with uh, Jason Momoa. So, who I like, uh I'm looking forward to seeing him in the new uh Justice League movie as Aquaman. I'm inter- interested to see his take, but uh yeah, Conan the Barbarian. Um man, it was just uh he's not Arnold, you know, and uh I I've always I've just so used to seeing Arnold as uh, you know, Conan and then it just uh he seemed like a uh kind of a uh, you know a lesser a lesser uh and kind of like a sword for hire type right you know, whereas you know arnold uh just came came upon all the stuff that he dealt with you know he wasn't uh, necessarily seeking it out you know right because the, the
0: true anti-hero or the true hero uh is, is usually one that Acts out of no other choice. Yeah. Um. And and you know, for me, he's not nearly as. I mean, outside of long hair and 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 a, a decent build, he's not Arnold.
1: No, he didn't have, that, he didn't have statue-esque. the statue-esque. Right, right. Uh, I'd say he might have it now versus uh, then. I think that he was fairly. Well, I think
0: uh, even Arnold's well head shape. Yeah. For the barbarian. Uh, 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 moniker if you will i mean he i mean he had that head shape that made him look like i don't know the next level of the the, the Cro Magnon man right you know what i mean um so i mean arnold to me was the barbarian plus who narrated the original um, we talked about this in the arnold episode yeah, right
1: uh, <laughs> i know his name J- was
0: it james earl jones no, no, James Earl
1: Jones was in the movie. It was uh, Mako. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he narrated it. That's right. They originally wanted, I believe, Arnold to narrate part of it, but uh, they understood pretty quickly yeah, that yeah. we need to limit his lines. Yeah, that.
0: Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, definitely uh, one of those where they were just trying to grab that paycheck. I think. Yeah. I um, mean, you know,
1: they got it has some good actors. I mean, Stephen Lang. Okay, it had, and Ron Perlman. so Some decent actors and narrated by Morgan Freeman. But I watched the – I actually didn't finish this movie. That's how bad I thought wow. it was. Wow. I mean, I got – How 30, often do you do that? Not very
0: often. Right. I was going to say, for you, I think you're willing to sit through I'm a I'm willing to sit through a lot. But I just – Because you sat through this podcast at least twice. Oh, yeah. This is my <laughs> fifth time sitting through this.
1: So. Uh, now I just – I couldn't get into it, and it seems like there's a trend in Hollywood to let's hey let's uh, have bigger special effects and right. you know greater you know more sword play you know more sword fights you know right and then they don't flesh out the story. I mean uh, to me, um, and it's surprising that this guy said this, but George Lucas one time uh, he said uh, special effects without a story is a pretty boring thing. So right,
0: I mean, well he's had story yeah um, and special effects and we we'll, won't talk about the prequel right um so <laughs> yeah definitely uh conan's uh, a bad move uh i definitely think you, you you nailed the the nail on the head right the, uh, the yeah the head on the nail anyway um moving on to mine i'm gonna go with the karate kid with uh um Jaden, Smith, Jaden and Smith and Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan.
1: I had this on my list too. So, as a good or a bad, as worst remake. Really, so. I didn't have a problem with the film, but I had a problem with it being called the Karate Kid. So,
0: <laughs> right overall, um, the difference in the story was he was much younger. Yeah, um, his mom had to relocate to China. Right, um, and so he's engaged in a cultural difference not just moving from East Coast to West Coast. He's moving to a completely different country. Yeah, he doesn't uh, speak
1: the language. Uh,
0: doesn't speak the language, communist country. I yeah. mean, he, he's facing some real challenges. Uh, Jackie Chan was understated in this movie. Yeah, he was. Um, not He's no Pat Morita, but again, I think he has far better uh, martial arts skills than Pat Morita. Yeah. Um, and no offense to the late Pat Morita. Um, But uh, Jaden Smith, not a big fan. No. Um, Love his dad. Love his mom. I think they're both very good actors. Um, He was, if you watch the interviews during the press of this, he was just the most arrogant little thing you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) But anyway, um, not that that's changed. Um, I I think, uh, if I'm understanding correctly, he's still arrogant. Um, But again, with a dad like the Fresh Prince, I guess you kind of get to be um they also in 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 instituted this this romance into the the character these kids are like not even tweens yeah and there's this romance thing where they're they're kissing again i'm not talking full-on kissing but right at that age i don't need to see that yeah um and it really i mean outside of you had to have it because there was that element to the story beforehand but this didn't start off with that. Yeah. This started off with him be- being bullied on a playground where he spent most of his days. Um, which was very much like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air opening. Um but my thing was it did, it was it just sort of didn't know where it needed to go. Um, you know, again, the original karate kid um, had storyline, had um uh, Just
1: had a certain charm to it. I mean, you know, well,
0: it was made by the people that made Rocky. Yeah, I um, mean, so yeah, John Avildsen, I believe, was the uh, producer, if not the director, of Karate Kid. Um, and again, um, not that Ralph Macchio is the greatest actor in the world, right. or Pat Morita, or even the woman who played his mother.
1: But you believe, uh, you know, Ralph Macchio is going to get bullied? You know? Oh
0: no, no, no. Yeah. definitely, without a <laughs> doubt. I mean, he's still getting bullied. Yeah. Um, and the, and the guy who played Johnny. Um, Who's had a classic turn? Yeah. Um, as the uh, playing himself on How I Met Your Mother. Um, just a, a, a cult classic, if you will, right. uh, of a film. And Elizabeth Shue is, was just too cute for words
1: in that movie. I mean, um, they're actually, uh, doing a, uh, new show, uh, right. Called, I think, I believe it's called Cobra Cow on, uh, YouTube Red. Right. And so, uh, be, a... Uh, Ralph Macchio and William Zapka yep. play Johnny uh, having rival schools against each other. So right, right, I mean, right. It's going to be more of a comedy. but uh, So that kind of shows the testament to how well the original is still revered. And uh, My problem with the Karate Kid remake was he didn't even learn karate. I mean, he's <laughs> learning kung, kung fu. fu. Right. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, I guess to most people it doesn't matter, but uh, as someone who enjoys the martial arts, martial arts, uh, and enjoys the Karate Kid. I mean, I just had a problem. If you're, you know, I don't have a, anything against kung fu. I, you know, enjoy it, but uh, it just wasn't the Karate Kid. I mean, he's not learning karate. Uh, just call it something else, you know. And, right. And I would have enjoyed the movie. I did, like I said, I didn't not enjoy the movie. I just, no, no, why I are mean, we remaking it? <laughs>
0: right. I enjoy the movie overall. The the, where they go to the. To the training for the, at the temple and the the f- cinematography of that is just beautiful yeah. I mean, and, and and again, um, Jackie Chan to me plays that so understated. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a good stretch for him. There's uh, a
1: play on the uh, trying to catch the flies with the chopsticks where <laughs> he just uses the flies. Right,
0: right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I, like I said, it's not a bad film. It's just a bad remake. Yeah. Um. And and for that reason, it wound up on my list. Uh. Do you got any more on your list?
1: Uh. Man, I had a couple more, but we'll just go for one more. I had uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Nice. The Tim Burton. The Tim Burton one. Right. Okay. So, I never read the book. I've heard that this is more. Parts of it are more in line with the book, but uh, man, Gene Wilder was. Willy Wonka Right To right. me and a lot of other people That uh, watched it uh, I didn't see it growing up But I saw it You know Years after it came out And You know Gene Wilder just had a certain charm A certain uh, Je ne sais quoi Yeah Yeah <laughs> What he said uh, And I like Johnny Depp And I like Tim Burton But not Not in this movie I mean the Oompa Loompas Went from they're just flat-out strange in this. I mean, like, scary strange. I mean, it was uh, – Right. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on one thing. It was just uh, Johnny – I didn't enjoy Johnny Depp's performance. Uh, he tends to go a little weird, and he went you know, he, – Full-on he, weird. Yeah, he went full-on. Yeah, full-on,
0: like, restraining order against yeah. kids weird. Or? Yeah. Yeah, right. I wouldn't
1: want him around my kids. Right,
0: know, right, right, right. So, for, for me, I agree with you, Gene Wilder – Will, the late Gene Wilder will forever be Willy, uh, uh, Willy Wonka. Um, even though that movie, as a child, freaked me out. Yeah. Um, and Jack Albert as the grandpa as the Grandpa Joe. Right. I mean, great cast, great characters, and even you know Gene Wilder singing was probably not my favorite moment. But for me, I, I haven't even seen this version because I, I refuse to watch it. Um, I do enjoy certain Tim Burton films Um, and I think Johnny Depp is probably one of the best character actors of this era Um, but to your point watching him around kids in that mode gets a little creepy Um, now that being said the book is a freaky book yeah Uh, (laughs) um, I remember reading it and there were illustrations and I just like I'd, I'd have to put it down and like Actually, put the book in a closet and put the chair in front of the door. Du- it's just <laughs> a weird book um, as a child. But um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory um, is a is a uh, classic story. Um, Helena Bonham Carter also is in every Tim Burton movie ever made, and uh, obviously they have a, a relationship outside of film. Um, or did? I, yeah, I, they did. I I think think yeah, I think yeah. they may have broken up since then. So, um,
1: but she wanted to go off me, and I was like, No, nah, I'm already married, so
0: right and you, you
1: don't make weird films no but um
0: <laughs> she uh definitely uh is a, is an interesting interesting woman uh she's got a weird uh she does some weird characters man um so i could see where they would get along um and then christopher lee was actually in this version yeah um which is kind of weird um again i believe it's the late christopher lee yes um but again uh not a bad cast of characters, and the storyline is not bad, and I'm sure the special effects probably were better than the 1960 version. Um, but, again, one of those where, why are you messing with a classic?
1: I think it's worth, I mean, I think you should watch it just okay. once. If you can make it through it. Okay. So it's, uh, okay. it's pretty painful, but <laughs> I think it's worth watching just to Nice. <laughs> see how bad it is.
0: Nice. Nice. So I'm going to go with my third, and because we're we're getting close on time, but uh, my third is the Footloose version of uh, uh, the the Julianne Hough uh, Footloose version of nineteen, excuse me, 2011. Um, so the original was 1984 with Kevin Bacon and Laurie Singer and um, John Lithgow, and the uh, remake in two thousand eleven was uh with none of those people. Um <laughs> it was <laughs> it was with Kenny wormald and I don't know that he's made anything since. And then um Julianne Huff from Dancing with the Stars fame, Dennis Quaid, Andy McDowell, um and a cast of, of other individuals that I don't I I don't know who they are and uh I don't care to know. Um again City teenager Ren McCormick goes to a small town, where music and dancing are have been banned, and he uh, comes in with his own set of issues and tries to set the country bumpkins right uh, and understand that you got to dance. Um, again, Kevin Bacon and 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 that movie uh, when I was a teenager. That, I mean, that was that was the film of the eighties right there, um, and still is a. a uh a binge watch you know if you're if you're looking for a film you you can always go back to it soundtrack was fantastic was, that sort of thing. Was Kenny Loggins on that right, right. Top Gun fame so, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Uh Kenny Loggins um and then um his buddy was a Penn uh not Sean Penn the the brother I can't remember the big bro- he, he was oh, um uh, I want
1: to say it's Daniel uh Chris, Chris Penn. Penn right right I was right was way off right and
0: then um diane weiss played uh the mother or the wife of the 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 reverend laurie singer's dad played by john lithgow again it was just a a a film again in the 80s that just came out and and people just fell in love with it and a lot had to do with the soundtrack as well as the dancing who would have thought kevin bacon was a really good dancer maybe they used a body double i don't know but anyway um he's actually in a band and and is quite an accomplished uh, musician but for me, one of those, you should have just left it alone, man. Yeah. Just should have left it alone. And I lo- I, I'm I, a fan of Julianne Huff from Dancing with the Stars. She's a singer. She's a dancer. Um, she actually was in a Nicholas Sparks movie, which apparently she did a fairly decent job at that. Um, I just, you know, Footloose, really? Yeah. There are other dance movies you could have done. I think they have. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. yes. But Dirty Dancing was a TV remake, and I didn't choose TV. Okay. I did movie. That's so true. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so on your dream list, what do you hope that – give me one or two that you think that they should
1: remake. Oh, man. You know uh, – Willow? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I that's, have... that's
0: the Easter egg we managed to get Willow in every episode.
1: <laughs> Don't tell them. Uh, He-Man – Masters of the Universe? The live action one. The live action one. With okay. Dolph Lundgren. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think you could do better than that one. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, I don't know. I was a big fan of the cartoon show, uh, growing up. And, right. And, uh, I think we, I mean, we have an episode about cartoons and I was as well. Uh, you know, maybe if I'd seen, you know, Masters of the Universe as a, uh, as a kid, maybe I would have liked it, but uh, I mean, it's it's definitely an '80s movie. So um, I don't know. They're supposed to be remaking that one, and uh, you know, Dolph Lundgren. I mean, he was good in Rocky IV, but uh, just did not see him as a He Man. Uh, I don't know who else you get, but right. Yeah. I think that'll be hard to to cast, you know, He Man. But I would love to see that. Uh, you know, there's no Battle Cat in that movie, so. right? To see Battle Cat, uh, there's no Orko. Uh, right. Basically because they couldn't afford the special effects back then. So right, to, right.
0: Was uh, it a Golden Globus movie back what, then? What's yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. that right. explains yeah.
1: a lot. Yeah. So that's a <laughs> that, whole other podcast. Right, right,
0: right. There's an actually uh, a documentary on that was on Netflix not long ago yeah. about them, and it really talked a lot about their rise
1: and fall. Right, right yeah. Right. Um, it was amazing. Met- they made movies uh, cheap and fast, and sometimes without a script. <laughs> and Absolutely, this might have been one of them.
0: Absolutely, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, say to you that we'll probably do one of the dream because we've got another category to go. But I, I want, definitely uh, uh, I like I like that choice. Uh, he Man and the Masters of the Universe. Again, we talked about it in our cartoon episode. I was a big fan as well. So I did not see the Dolphin Lundgren version because I it just. Felt like it was going to be bad. I'll let you borrow it. Yeah. So. Okay. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Even though it's bad, I still own it. So. <laughs> <laughs> For me, there's there's a movie that was that came out in '81 that I would like to see them try to remake, um, not because it needs to be, but just because I'd love to see what they could do with it. Um, uh, the movie is uh, called Nighthawks. It's with Sylvester right. Stallone, Billy D. Williams, yeah. and Ruger
1: Hauer. And would probably be. Uh, even more, uh, in for today's times. I mean, the story.
0: Right. So the story is, uh, Sylvester Stallone is a New York City cop who's on a international terrorist task force, and there is the highest profile uh, international terrorist coming into New York City, and he's he's got to chase him down, and then uh, he gets so close that eventually the the terrorist goes after him and it just is a a tense movie uh stallone again did a great job yeah rucker howard just oh yeah is is one of the best villains ever right and then uh billy d williams played a good 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 character Lindsay williams who was the six million dollar woman bionic woman uh she actually played sylvester stallone's ex-wife yeah and very i mean just a great movie took place all in New York City, Um, so you get, you know, again, and that was in the early 80s, so it wasn't totally cleaned up yet. Right. Um, But anyway, uh, that was a separate character in and of itself, the city. But just a great movie that I think in this day and age, as long as they don't make it too much, uh, as long as they keep it suspenseful. Right.
1: Don't spend too much on the political. Or if they do too much action. Too much action. Right, 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 right
0: because yeah, it could go either way but yeah. this there's
1: a lot of tension in the original right you feel like and you're frustrated you know like you right. want you want them to get this guy and then they get close right and right then, and then he turns on them i mean so yeah it's it's uh, right
0: and then the way they catch him is just uh yeah yeah okay so now leave them alone we're gonna go with the top two movies that they should never ever touch ever if you're listening in hollywood ever um, so, Ben, go ahead. Tell him, tell him. leave it alone. Your top choice Indiana Jones. Nice. Now, are you talking about the entire franchise or one individual film?
1: Leave it alone.
0: Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one with Shia LaBeouf never happened. Okay, so you, that's your Godfather 3? You remember in Temple of Doom where he kind of is under the power of Kali and he's having that nightmare? Right, right, that right. That is... That's the one with Shia LaBeouf. Yes, okay. that's what he's seeing at that so moment. So that's your Godfather 3? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, now, Harrison Ford to me is, I mean, he's Indiana Jones. I don't want to see anybody else. Right. But if you're going to remake this movie, wait till I die, so... Nice, nice. Nice. Uh, over your dead body. Yeah, pretty okay. much so. I will, I will come back and haunt you if you remake this Hollywood. So if anybody... You
0: leave him alone, Dr. Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So. Yeah, I agree with you. Indiana Jones is a franchise, minus that, that, that mistake they made, it is a franchise that, in my opinion, I agree with you, should be left untouchable. Um, the special effects in the very first one, Temple of Doom, um, you know –
1: Raiders is actually the first one. Sorry, Raiders. Temple of Doom, actually, as far as timeline goes, is the first one. But as far as uh, the way they are released, I apologize. Raiders, yeah, yes, you sorry. are correct. <laughs> I
0: stand corrected. Um, the special effects were what they had at that time.
1: Right. But I don't care. Yeah, I mean, they're based off the 1930 serials, so... Right. I mean, yeah, it kind of goes.
0: Exactly. Uh, a true tribute to the serials as well. I mean... Uh, just a great uh, series. Uh, I remember when Raiders first came out. Never seen anything like it ever. And and again, uh, just exciting, exciting films with great co- comedic uh, elements. I mean, right? Was, I mean, just great movies. Yeah, good cast, absolutely. Okay, so for me, I'm going to say The Godfather. Uh, cinematic masterpieces uh, again. Godfather Three never happened, right? Um, but cinematic masterpieces, um, great uh, performances, uh, basically like a master study in acting for for many of the the characters. Um, I just think that they should be left alone.
1: I don't even see how you could remake that. I'm going mean. to make them an offer they <laughs> yeah, can't refuse. Exactly. Leave it alone.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, the, it's a sad thing too. Like a guy like Coppola, who this is his grand achievement right it's the Godfather series Lucas was, with with Star Wars right right his grand achievement why do they go back and mess things up like three Godfather three and for for me the prequels to, to Star Wars to me were not as good as the yeah. originals um they tell the story they advance the story or, or at least give you a background but they didn't need to be made that
1: way. You know, I think sometimes, you know, that, you know, that well of life, you know, it brought you so much joy, so much, uh, you know, excitement, you just, you want to go back to it. and Maybe why I had m- more than one kid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it's never the same. I mean, it's hard to recapture that. Right. You do it twice, you know, you capture that lightning in a bottle twice and then you go back the third time and... Right, you usually
0: get stung. Yeah. All right, so what's your what's your other leave leave it alone.
1: Rocky. Nice. Yeah. I mean, again Sylvester Stallone and I think all of Philadelphia would agree with me. Right. Is Rocky. I mean, when the guys walk in the streets of Philadelphia, uh they call him Rocky. Uh They still got that statue standing. The statue's right. So there. So uh just an iconic character uh you know, he I really think, and Sylvester Stallone has said, "Rocky is me." I mean, I mean, right. this is, the struggles Rocky's going through, uh, Sylvester Stallone went through those struggles as an actor, and right. um, to get Rocky made. I mean, he went through those right, right. So, and uh, fans
0: of the podcast will know that story because we've covered that right in the And we did a whole episode on Rocky movies right. alone. But uh, I agree with
1: you. So yeah, I just uh, I can't imagine anyone else playing him. Right and uh, don't want to see anyone else playing. I I couldn't
0: agree with you more. Um, For me, um, this one is going to be a little bit different, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, they haven't listened to me, and I think they're already working on a live-action remake, The Lion King. Um, I think probably one of, for me anyway, one of the modern-era Disney movies best. Um, Yeah. the the score with Tim from you know with Tim Rice and uh, Elton John right um the the cast of characters uh Jeremy Irons and and uh um uh, Matthew Broderick and uh Robert Guillaume and um James Earl Jones I mean just great great voice actors great actors in general Nathan Lane and um uh, uh, as Timon and, and Pumbaa was uh, Ernie Ernie uh, I'm gonna get his last name wrong um but just well written great comedy the retelling of the um Hamlet story yeah. uh just put to um cartoon uh animation and just uh Disney went through a resurgence in in the uh 80s and 90s, where their films with with computer generation uh, really it just advanced. Right, and um, uh, the Lion King is on Broadway. Um, I've heard wonderful things about their adaptation on Broadway, but they didn't change it. They didn't change the characters. They didn't change any of that. Uh, just they did live action, and again, that's got to be difficult in, in in of itself to mimic the way animals walk. Um, but to do a live action one, a Jungle Book. I don't know if you saw Jungle Book, the live action one.
1: I've seen parts of it. I haven't got to sit down and watch the whole thing. Not, yet, but it's not bad. Not bad, yeah. It's not
0: bad. But, um, John Favreau, the director, um, who I, I like as a director, I think he's very good. Uh, on some of the, um, the special effects to bring the animals to life, I, I, I there are moments where I go, oh, okay, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're doing a live action, do live action. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you don't want to put the kid with a, a bear or a right. panther. But, you know, I mean, make it look yeah. as real as you can or, or don't do it.
1: Yeah, you so there's going to be that moment where it takes you out of the movie where exactly. you don't feel, you know, entrenched in the movie. You're kind of like, oh.
0: Exactly. Uh, I mean, when the snake was about as big as a tree, yeah. I went, come on. Yeah. You know, Um, but overall, I mean. Uh, lion king to me is just one of those movies that hakuna matata leave it alone yeah uh you know so
1: we're gonna see it you know i think with the success of uh, beauty and the beast and uh, jungle book and now uh they're gonna remake the lion king and then uh sliding an extra one in here they're remaking aladdin so not right no right. real fond of that
0: right and as a, as a as a thespian myself I don't mind films, you know, using live action characters instead of voiceover actors Although, low with a face for radio. I feel like voiceover is the way to go, you know, with the animation. Um, but having actual actors working is a good thing too. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me that, that, that animation, I mean, it's still one of those I can watch time and time again and doesn't get old. Um, Jeremy Irons of Scar is oh, scars. Yeah, it's classic. I mean. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we've covered um, about as much as we can in the time we've got. I mean, obviously, we could go on and on with the worst list, and probably the ones to leave them alone. Right? Uh, yeah, we could. We could do a sequel to this episode or a remake. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we may
1: have to remake it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we're gonna we're gonna
0: close. We sorely missed our friend Dave um, because this would have gone on at least another
1: hour but um i didn't think i hit him that hard i I apologize (laughs) now i want to apologize to dave over there so you know i punched you and i didn't mean to knock you out and i hope you have a good recovery there you go um with that we want to make sure that you reach
0: out to us through social media find us on twitter and on facebook um as well as on the web uh download us on itunes and also don't forget to email us your show ideas or some of your favorite uh, remakes or uh, your favorite uh, worst remakes uh, at our email address. And we hope that you uh, uh, enjoyed yourself and didn't find yourself scratching your head too much and saying, are you kidding me? And with that, we're going to say, Devin, take us out.